For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You've had Travis Scott arrested twice before for disorderly conduct, for encouraging fans at concerts to cross the barriers, come up on stage, move forward, etc. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Oh, Lord. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071, seven minutes after nine. We're going to talk about this thing in Houston. But thank you, Jesus, Big Bird's got his vaccine, man. I'm so glad. Chris, aren't you glad? I'm so glad that we're now vaxxing Muppets. Said his wing was hurting him a little. Don't wait, vaccinate, says says Big Bird. You know, basically, I'd like to I'd like to eat him for Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? I'd like to, I'd like to put Big Bird in a very large oven. He's essentially a capon. You know, let's put him in a big oven and freaking eat his Muppet ass. For for thanks for for Turkey Day, man. I hope I hope Oscar is like anti-vax. You know what I mean? He's like the Alex Jones in the crowd. He's like, I'm not gonna let him put that crap in my body. Closes the trash can lid. Eight minutes after nine, and the phone lines are open. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Okay. Um, personal connection to Houston. Uh, my stepdaughter's boyfriend, uh, who's we, he, he's he's called Bros, and he's a really good guy. And uh, he's a tall Chris met him. He's a tall dude, pretty athletic guy, uh, and young guy. Uh, and he was at this festival, this concert, this whatever it was uh, on Friday night. And first off, we're, we're, my, my stepdaughter was upset initially because she didn't before all this happened that because she had wanted to go, but he got the ticket like a long time ago and couldn't get a, a new ticket, so she was disappointed that she couldn't go. Well, then all this crap happened and eight people died, and I'm trying to see if Bros will come on the air with me this week at some point and and tell his side of things directly. But essentially, what happened to him? is he said, first off, it was suffocating. Uh, people were on the ground getting trampled. Uh, he said there were people. He was, I guess he wasn't too far from the stage. There was people who were screaming, stop the show, stop the show, stop the show. And Bros uh, got knocked down on the ground, and he said he couldn't get up. And like I said, he's a tall, strong dude, and he could not get up. And essentially what he had to do to get up was he had to grab a guy he doesn't know who was standing up, who was still standing, and they were packed so tightly, this guy couldn't move. So Bros literally climbed up this dude to get back to his feet and just said it was utter chaos. And we, you know, <laughs> after we, I'm not laughing, but after we heard about that, we were extremely thankful that my stepdaughter didn't go because, you know, she's very small. She's there's just tiny, tiny, uh, tiny girl. Uh, and, uh, you know, it would have been bad for her. So, uh, you know, I, he had all the co- look. I think a lot of stuff broke down here. Uh, this is something this guy is it Travis Scott. Chris, is that the guy? This is something that he does encourages this kind of crap at his concerts. Um, I, I guess because it makes him feel like a badass, right? And uh, we we now just heard Trey reported this before we get off the air with Ware and Rima that the chief of police, who knows this guy, had gone to him personally uh, and said, "Look, this is a bad scene. You need to not, you know, not encourage this stuff tonight." And apparently, he did it anyway uh, because I believe the show went on for forty minutes after this stuff happened. And, uh, you know, I, lawsuits at the very least. Um, criminal charges, there is a criminal investigation. Yeah, I think so. Um, I know Chris was, had been talking about being in like some of these death metal, heavy metal concerts where there's a lot of moshing and stuff like that. But Chris, don't people kind of like watch out for each other in, in, in the same way, in, in a different way? 
and that you're really not injuring each other. You're you're doing the, the the crowd float and all that stuff, slamming into each other, but you're not trying to actually hurt each other. You know, this was a situation where there were far too many people in there, and they started moving towards the stage. Uh, and I guess there were, I didn't see, I didn't really watch any of the videos, but I guess there were, there were, there were people like, and young kids who were, uh, rushing the metal detectors and tipping them over and stuff. So there very obviously was many more people inside this thing than had tickets, right? And when he came out on stage, I get, they started moving towards that stage and people got crushed. Uh, a security guy, I guess, got a, a somebody injected him in, a, in the neck, stuck him in the neck with a needle of some kind. So we're still waiting to hear what that is, what that's all about. But man, you get that many people into a situation like that, and the guy on stage. See, here's the deal: I've done enough stage. I've never played a, a stadium. I don't. I'm, I'm, I've never done a crowd that big, obviously. But the thing is, when you're on stage, and there are people there to see you. In a sense, you have all the control, right? What you say and, and how you handle something like that makes all the difference in the world, right? Because they're all focused on you. So I had this dude, you know, who, who sounds like a punk ass, you know, I don't know, had this guy, he sounds like a real, you know, a-hole. I mean, there are kids there in the, in the crowd, people getting trampled. If he'd come out and said, hey, everybody settle down. Settle, you know, there's that famous Selena concert, I think, in Mexico that's portrayed in the movie where, you know, she was so popular in Mexico that they were rushing her stage and they thought the stage was going to, you know, people were getting pushed up against the edge of the stage. The stage they're afraid was going to come down. And she took the situation into hand, into hand and, and just calmed everybody down. You have a lot of power when you're on stage with that many people who love you and admire you and are fans of you as to how you, what, what you can accomplish in a situation like that. And he apparently did the opposite. And I, and I think that's kind of a, you know, like, look at me. I'm a badass kind of a guy. I'm, I'm breaking the law. Look at me. I don't care because I'm a tough guy. Well, we'll see, tough guy. <laughs> we'll see how tough you are, you know, when you're in prison. And, uh, you know, in that kind of a situation, if he does go to jail for some, you know, manslaughter or negligent homicide or I don't know, you know, what the actual charges could be, you know, kids died, and that's not going to sit well. Uh, so I don't know. It's a bad scene all the way around. You know, I, I, I don't, I'm not a big, I'm not into crowds anymore. You know, I used to go to a lot more concerts. I like smaller venues, like you know, uh, uh, floors and 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 Green Hall. You know, where you're not. I, I'm not a big uh, you know go to a stadium and see a show guy anymore. Because I, I, the older I get, I'm, I'm just not comfortable in crowds, man. A couple times coming out of a Spurs game, man, I get a little freaked out, man, because it's, it's it's the crowd gets kind of thick when everybody's leaving. So it's just not my scene anymore. But man. Just what a tragic situation, man. Just an absolute tragic situation. And, and, you know, some folks in the crowd weren't, you know, were, were not, don't hold a, a part in this either. I mean, they were storming the gates, right? People started pushing towards that stage with no concern for anybody else. Just sounds like it was absolute madness, man. But if you have any thoughts, give us a ring. 210-599-5555. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Also, Cleto Rodriguez joins the show again. Uh, we're going to talk to him at nine thirty, and uh, talk to him about some of his uh, very difficult experiences. And also, he's got a charity event coming up. We want to give him some space to promote. Also, the fart heard round the world. That's right. A historic, a fart of historic proportions. A fart that is now international news. It was a big fart, and that's that's coming up next. It should be a gas. Get it? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. 
San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Let's take a quick call on Astro World. And we got to make sure we get Kojak back in the newsroom there because we're about to talk farts. I just called him Kojak. <laughs> uh, Veronica, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing well. What's on What's on your brain? What are you thinking? I just I just have a personal comment because um, I just was talking to my daughter last night. She's 35 years old. She happened to go to a Travis Scott concert in New York last week, hmm. and she was telling me that it was pretty well organized considering new york given right. where it was at but so i'm thinking yeah you could blame it a little bit on the artists here but it has to do a lot with the ele- with the officials that were there you know you have a fire department you have all these they see what's going on why didn't they do anything to stop it why didn't they have that authority to, that's why they're there why didn't they stop the show right I, I know why didn't they stop the show and and that that's just crazy. It was uncaused. That that was no reason for the dust that went on. No. Really, no reason. No, it's sad. But that that was my comment. And by the way, when you get a chance, give Jarvis a hug. Love hearing about you. What you? Uh, Jarvis is great. He has nothing to do with me anymore, but he's great. <laughs> and you know, I feel so used. And and you talk about farting. Let me tell you something. That little. He's no bigger. He's a little bigger than my phone, right? He's he's just a little thing. But when he lets one go, you could smell it across the house, man. Kittens can well, fart, I follow, man. I follow you on Facebook, so he's a cute little thing, but I just love hearing about you and Jarvis. Me and Jar- have a good Jar-Jar. Day. Jarvis. Uh, thank you, Veronica. <laughs> Take care. His name is Jarvis. Chris. Jarvis. Yeah, he can break wind, man. I mean, it's, it smells like a fish market. It's just, it's just awful. Like a fish market that's been out of business for a few months in in like August, you know. I mean, it's it's they're bad because we're going to talk about the president farting here. I'm just saying that I, Chris, when you walk into a room and it smells that bad, and I'm asking my wife because I I know it ain't her because you know I've been married to her for nine years. I or with her for nine years. I know what that with with I know I know what that's like. So I'm I'm in the kitchen the other day. I'm like, what in the hell is that? And she said it was Jarvis. Oh, I thought maybe it was a way for you, you know, an excuse for you. No. No, I readily admit it. I don't try to hide it. I'm just saying I'm like it was a it was a it was a stank I've never smelled before from any of the animals or any of the human beings living in my home. You know, you, you live with people long enough you can identify them by their by that. And it's like it's Jarvis. I'm like, how does that tiny, furry little body produce sh- such a stank that just fills the whole house? It's concentrated. It's yeah. <laughs> 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 it drops a mic. Oh God! It's the second time today he's got me with something. Yeah, the, it's like the first thing this morning he came out swinging with stuff like that. Yeah, that's, he that's, does it again. That's Chris, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we now have a fart of historic proportions because Biden apparently let one go. Oh. When he's during a conference concerned with methane in the atmosphere, and he's uh, he's standing hanging out with the royals in Glasgow, Camellia Bowles, who was the Duchess of I don't know cornhole, cream corn, She's something not like that. The Duchess of I don't know what the hell corn <laughs> corn corn cob. I don't corn know what the hell. Uh, those people need to get a job anyway. So she's hanging out, and he, apparently he just lets one go. Oh, that was a ripper, champ. You know, you have to wonder if he if he acknowledged it. According to the Daily Mail, it was long and loud and impossible. Wait, how do those British guys, journalists, talk? It was loud and loud and long and impossible to ignore. Back to you, Kevin. <laughs> Giles. Back to, Back to you, Giles. Giles. Trouser so, cough. So what I'm saying is that... The, the, see how you are. <laughs> it was apparently a most pungent... Release of uh, of gas, uh, inward bodily gas, and the president is said to have chuckled and said that was a ripper. 
to which Camille LeBose immediately left the room and was taken away by her by her staff. <laughs> what a clod, man. You can't I mean I know he's an old dude, but you don't see you don't see that coming. You couldn't like Oh hey champ, excuse me for a second. Right. And you're gonna have that one person who's a you know Debbie do gooder. If you'd all been wearing a mask, you never would have smelled it. <laughs> there you see. You should have wear your mask. You wouldn't have smelled it. Let me tell you, champ, those Scottish eggs. <laughs> Had myself a little haggis for breakfast. Had me, had me a little haggis. You know, I'm just scrappy from scratch. I'm not used to haggis and Scottish eggs. Going for a Guinness record. Going for a Guinness record. You get it, champ? Oh, Guinness, right. like what you people drink over here. <laughs> bangers and mash. Right, no, right bangers there. and mash, you know, went down a little rough there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Camille's like, how disgusting. A little corned beef. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and especially around the Royals, man. You don't be doing that stuff around the Royals, man. Because yeah. that's like, you know. We never fought. We don't flatulate. <laughs> the Royals have never flatulated once since Catherine. <laughs> he told us he was bringing us a Dutch oven. We made room in the kitchen. We and thought it goes, was some sort of George Foreman hamburger grill <laughs> of some sort. And then he pulled a sheet over my head and released <laughs> the contents of his intestines. Are you saying the president actually broke wind in front of you? It was disgusting. Oh, I can still smell it in my nightmares. <laughs> can you, can you, all I could picture is that scene in Austin Powers. He's in the hot tub. <laughs> How dare you fart before me? I didn't know it was your turn. <laughs> That's all I can picture in my head. Biden tries to lay it on, on her. I didn't know. Oh, it was Camilla, <laughs> what'd you eat for lunch? You bastard. <laughs> you stinky bastard. Anyway. We got... <laughs> Duh, I don't remember eating that. <laughs> Champ. Uh, all right. <laughs> the fart heard round the world, baby. <laughs> here we are. And here we are, two men in our mid-50s. And we're talking about the president farting. breaking wind on the radio. <laughs> what the hell? Man, it, probably smelled, it probably smelled like a mausoleum. You know, it's probably... <laughs> you know, I got into this business at 16. I wanted to play some records on the radio, you know, meet some people. Here I am talking about the president. I wanted to change the world. I wanted to... Create, affect positive change amongst the human race. Changing telling the, fault jokes. Changing the world one fart at a time. <laughs> but aren't they funny? Anyway, 210 <laughs> It's like a symphony sometimes. It's a <laughs> Don't tell me God doesn't have a sense of humor. It makes us blow air out of our butts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'll learn you. Don't take yourselves too seriously. You still got to blow air out of your butts. There's no banaka for that. There's no banaka for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps if someone wants to develop a spray of some kind. Butt knocker. Butt knocker. <laughs> Ferts. Fart knocker. Ferts, right. the breath hey. meant for your butt. Let me tell <laughs> Butt deodorant. <laughs> get off the spray and get on the stick. <laughs> Pause. Let's shift gears here. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. This show is ridiculous and apparently doing quite well. <laughs> New Shock Live 50 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Welcome back to the show. Happy Monday. Uh, I am really, really very happy and thankful to have this dude back on the air with me right now. Mr. Cleto Rodriguez joins us. How are you, man? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you doing, brother? It's been a long minute. It has been. It has been. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. And uh, I know you, you, you know, had a really rough time of it. And, uh, uh, but you're, Thanks, you're, bro. I appreciate how, it. how are you doing now? Everything's going, everything's going okay now? Or Yeah, you know, I'm doing a lot better. And, uh, you know, I wanted to say thank you to everybody for their thoughts and prayers. And, I mean, I was really, I really felt it was an experience. You know, whole COVID is no joke, man. I tell you, it was, uh, <laughs> what it wish that on anybody, I tell you. And it was just kind of, the whole experience has made me see things, you know, 
differently now, but uh, for the most part, you know, I'm just glad to be uh, getting back to some normalcy again in my life, and uh, but just very grateful and thoughtful of uh, everybody just that was out there praying for me. You know, I mean, it really is a small. I mean, San Antonio is a big, small town. You know that. I mean. I've never lived anywhere where everybody knew everybody, like in a small town, but everybody does here in San Antonio. And we were all praying for you, man. We all were. Everybody was. Yeah, it was was interesting because my my sister was like, bro, I'm not exaggerating. I think you got most of San Antonio praying for you. And I had like this big old mask on my So I said, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, it was just so, you know, you're so out of it. You don't Mm. even know what's going on. And, uh, I mean, it was a. I never even heard of, uh, you know, I heard of COVID, but never knew of such a COVID pneumonia. Mm. And uh, that thing was just so, you know, you're trying to breathe and you're trying to get comfortable. And, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I leaned on my faith a lot. And uh, it was really, uh, you know, I think I, I, <laughs> I, I thank God so much. I heard him say, yeah, I heard you already. And uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> one of those things where I just, every day was just uh, truly leaning on my faith and just, you know, uh, I mean, I kid you not, it was like, uh, God bless the doctors and the nurses in the ICU because, you know, they, they do their very best and they're so immune to what goes on in that, and, you know, with the deaths and everything like that. And it's like at the same time, they're, um, you know, I remember I went to, uh, I asked them on, when I was the third day I was in there, I said, what are the chances of me getting out of here? And I kid you not, the nurse goes, eh, probably about 50 50. Uh, you want some more ice chips? I'm like, oh my uh, God. I was like, no, I, I want, I want a banana split. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out big. You know what I mean? It's just like, and uh, but yeah, it was, oh it was kind of crazy. I was like, so I was, I was, I, I didn't sleep for like two days, and mm. uh, you know, I was really, uh, I mean, the fear takes a harm. You're looking, you're facing death in the face, and you don't know the the the, the COVID is so unpredictable. You don't know what's gonna happen, and uh, you know, it's like. Uh, this is the part where, you know, here you are, you're just going through everything and stuff like that and uh, just kind of dealing with everything and you don't know what's going to happen. And you're just over there like kind of, you know, hey, honey, make sure the kids go to school, you know, mm. graduate, that kind of thing. Right. But uh, for the mm. most part, I was thank, I praise God for allowing me to get through. You, but like you said, unfortunately, my father-in-law didn't right. make it. And, uh, you know, that was I'm tough. so sorry. Now, do you coming? We'll talk about the gig here. Being on the other side of this, and being having gone through everything you went through, not only your own illness, but as you mentioned, the loss of your father-in-law and whom you were very close to. Do do you have a new perspective? Do you see things differently? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I see. I mean, everything. I don't waste my time on nonsense anymore. Right. Uh, You know, I just. you know, and, and it was kind of a, a true testament to the, you know, I, I found out that, um, um, see, I've, I've, I've always, I've been on both sides of the coin, and I know why I wasn't, I, you know, when people found out that I was not vaccinated, you know, mm. it was not that I was an anti-vaccine, it was just, I was scared, to be honest, because I, I was diabetic, I was overweight right. and all this stuff, and I just felt like, well, you know, I, I didn't know what was going to happen, and then later on, it just got away from me to the point where, uh, you know, it just, I just wasn't thinking about it with the mask were off and the mandates were not there anymore. And I was just like, okay, we're going back to normal. What's going on. Right. But I tell you what, I learned a lot while I was in the, in the hospital. I, you know, was asking, and again, it's a lesson learned from me as I felt late, but, and I, but it was still a lesson learned. And then, I mean, it was just, um, you know, for, for myself, just being able to realize, you know, cause I mean, the, it only takes one droplet from your mouth to go ahead and, you know, hence, you know, wearing the mask and all that. And, uh, but it has a whole new perspective for myself. Uh, I, pr- I found out on Saturday it was my first time back on stage and I was in Kerrville, Texas. And I tell you what, it was, I could tell when I was up there that I was just grateful just to be there. Right. I just, I was thinking about the ICU right before the show that I was like, I didn't know if I was going to do this again. I didn't know if I was going to be able to perform again. I didn't know I was going to be able to just, you know, see my family. Everything has been a journey. Everything has been a goal. Like, uh, I can't wait to get out of the hospital. I can't wait to get out of ICU. I couldn't wait to get out of the hospitals next. I couldn't wait to get home. Then when I was at home, I couldn't wait to go outside. And when I was was going to um, uh, go outside, I couldn't wait to get off the oxygen. And it was all little by little. And now it's kind of like... uh, 
<laughs> Which, by the way, the oxygen thing has been an interesting oh, yeah. thing because I had uh, uh, one time I went to go see my son play football and I had my oxygen. Then I came home and I put my oxygen hose on, and uh, you know, the whole day went by. The next day, got up, went to church, came back, and then uh, put my hose back on. And about five o'clock in the morning, I told my wife, "Hey, check the machine and what numbers it on because I have a headache in my chest. Right. It's, just, it's not even on." There was on, you know, they have no air for like a day and a half. Oh, Lord. So I was like, uh, um, <laughs> you can't even write that, you know what I mean? You can't. Well, can you hold through the break? Cause yeah, I wanna, sure. yeah, hold through the break, and then uh, I want to talk to you, uh, you know, about you have an event coming up and uh, talk to you about, you know, be, be doing the comedy thing again. Uh, Cleto Rodriguez hanging on with us. Uh, we'll, we'll take a little break. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back talking with, uh, with Cleto Rodriguez. And, but, you know, it, it, we don't have a whole, we got a few minutes, about five minutes here. Tell me about the event that you have coming up first. And then I want to ask you a couple uh, other questions if we can. Yeah, sure. Uh, this Thursday for Veterans Day, I have, uh, partnered up with a buddy of mine over there at Drop Zone Cafe. And uh, they're gonna. It's a Veterans Day show I'm putting on together, and all veterans out there, you know, uh, want to invite you to come on out to the show. All the veterans get in absolutely free. Uh, just a little thank you, at least say, you know, thank you so much for the service and and bravery and courage and uh, doing, you know, what they did for our great country. So want to invite them to come on out for that. And then plus, it's my comeback shows on Friday and Saturday that I'll be recording and um, uh, hopefully get a good quality, enough good uh, material that I've been writing since I've been out and uh, talking a little bit about, you know, everything that's been going on with me and uh, not so much uh, about COVID itself, but just my experience. Right. And, uh, you know, just kind of looking forward to that. I'd still be at Las Chiladas, Mexican restaurant, uh, home of the Clipper Rodriguez Comedy and Live Event Stage. want to invite everybody to come on out, help me pack the place and, uh, you know, fill it up so we can have a good crowd. That'd be great. Have you? I, I know. Now, my the heart attack thing with me was not nearly, you know, as serious as, as what you went through. But I found that after I got out, that or got you know past that, that I was more willing to go places that I, I'd never been willing to go before. It's like I, 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 I well, and in regards to my style, I'm I'm much more offensive than I used to be. And you know, I'm, I just yeah. feel much more free yeah. about stuff. Did you? Did you? Do you feel differently about comedy? Is it? Is it? Is has it opened things up for you? Is this new pers- perspective, or well, are you just kind of being you know, who for, you are? Well, I, I, I'm still true to who I am, but at the same time, I've uh, there's a lot of. I mean, I remember when comedians used to be the modern day prophets. We could say mm. pretty much everything. Right now, with the cancel culture and what's going on with Chappelle and everybody, everybody else, you know, it's like I applaud the comics that that don't mind anymore. It's like I find myself kind of like, you know, not really uh, turning. Hold on, I'm at Whataburger. They're kind of giving me an order. But, uh, <laughs> you know, talk about photo. Here we go. <laughs> That's funny. Like, Are you at number four? You got uh, two eggs? <laughs> I'm like a double yeah. meat and 11 pie. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have the apple pie? And uh, so, <laughs> we're, you know, for the most part, it's like I kind of um, – you know, it's like it's like uh, it's getting ridiculous. But for comedians, a lot of the stuff that's coming out is, uh, you know, getting to be like, okay, well, when is he going to go back to being? You know, nowadays you see a co- comedian talking, his, speaking his mind. It's refreshing. Yeah, it's refreshing. It's like, wow, you can't say that. It's like we live in a you can't say that now, and uh, and it's, it's just kind of, you know, it's like I mean, when you have like Madonna saying, you know. You're taking away everyone's opinion. You know that's that's pretty big, right? You know, it's like what okay, she said. But right? <laughs> for the most part, but for the most part, it's like um, like for instance, when a lot of people found out that I wasn't vaccinated, you know, they came at me, and man, the backlash I got off of that was like, I, good night. I mean, I didn't realize mm. how some folks could just be so cruel, right? And, uh, I was, just, but enough about you know my aunt. Anyway, I was just like. Uh, <laughs> Trying to figure out, you know, what, what, what is what I now get why they were upset. I understand it. I totally understand. But at the same time, you know, there's just a way to go about doing it. You right. Know, and just, you know, but I find myself, you know, that I wasn't no longer with the news, you know, and uh, I could pretty much now vocalize my opinion a little bit more and right. not think back. And uh, that's what I kind of found myself doing to the point where here I was. 
you know, in a hospital bed trying to stay alive, and then I'm getting kicked, you know, like Robert De Niro and Goodfellas on Twitter. You know, it's like, <laughs> it was like, are you kidding me? You know, like, oh, here I am, I defend myself with a big old high, 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 high air, what is it, airflow through my nose, you know, right. trying to stay alive and then defend myself. I'm like, mm. okay, well, you want to tag me, uh, and, and you got to have thick skin. I've been in the news nine years, you get thick skin, but sure. and I never, hardly, I never just, I don't, uh, I don't, you know, respond back, and uh, I just. But this one time, I kind of, uh, I ain't got nothing else to do. I'm just here, and I see just kind of waiting. Uh, let me just answer a few, you know. Let me say, hey, all right, let me get back and right. found myself being a little bit more vocal, kind of defending. Right. But then again, it was just, ah, it wasn't even worth it. Well, Cleto, we're we're just out of time now. Uh, what, what's the restaurant? Where are you going to be again this week, real quick? Uh, Las Chiladas Mexican Restaurant, twenty three eighty seven, uh, Northwest Military Highway, Friday night at 7 and Saturday night at 7. So if you can make one of those, it's right where the Thirsty Horse Saloon yeah. shopping plaza right at the end. Very cool, man. Well, listen, let's talk next couple of days and see if we can't get, get you back on a regular basis, man. That'd be great. You got it, buddy. Take care. <laughs> you too, man. Go. Love you, man. Cleto Rodriguez. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. I am so pleased to be here with all of you. Uh, for this important discussion about how to support efforts to promote island resilience. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Oh, shut up, Barack. Just shut up, man. Shut up. I said it again. I said it three times. Does that make me a racist, Chris? Am I racist? Just that voice, man. It is that freaking voice. People, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. People, <laughs> you know, I haven't watched a lot of video from this thing on Friday night. It's really disturbing to see some of this stuff, man. You know, what a what chaos. And I, you know, Don Morgan, I remember this. I, I, it reminded me of, I'd forgotten about the Who concert in 1979. When they had festivals that we used to call it festival seating, where uh, you'd sell tickets, but the the seats weren't assigned. Right there were actually there were no seats. It was just the floor. Oh, just and the you, floor. And you had to run in and get a, get a spot on the floor. So if you could get as close to the stage, so people right. would fight to get. And really, at the end of the day, it was just a way to make more money because you know when you have, you know. 5,000 seats, you can only get 5,000 people right. in that space, but now there are no seats, so you can probably get a, you know, a couple thousand more. I remember how many, I can't remember how many people died. I think it was eight or nine. Eight or nine, eight about the same amount, yeah. roughly about the same amount as here. Right. And it was, you know, a similar but situation, where, but, uh, you know, this was before the show started, uh, and I don't know how much of it you remember, but uh, it was one of those deals where the doors were still closed because the band was still doing sound check. Oh, right. And it was really close to showtime, and nobody was allowed to get in, but they could hear the band inside oh, the arena. Oh, that's right. Because the Who, of course, super loud back in the day. Right. Um, and they thought the show had started without them. They start pushing, they start pushing. The doors are open, and then all of a sudden, chaos ensues. God, man. And you've got you know, young people being trampled to death, much like we had over the weekend. Yeah, except th- this was during the show, and right uh, when these guys came out, they no, just started rushing the stage. This wasn't Pete Townshend up there telling people to, you know, get all crazy. I actually, I one of the best concerts I ever went to was I saw the Who, and I saw it was right after Entwistle died. Right. So it's just Roger and Pete, and I'm, I'm fr- uh, the uh, I can't remember who uh, uh, John Bon John uh, oh. Um, John Bonham's son, I think, was the guy. Who no, watched. it was uh, Ringo Starr's son. Ringo Starr's yeah. son was the was the drummer. Zach Starkey. Zach Starkey, and uh, I, I just because I I started remembering that Who story, yeah. and then I started thinking about right. when I saw the Who, uh, and just what a great show it was because I had really cool radio guy seats. I was right under right Pete Townsend's big old schnoz. Yeah, that's a band that throws off a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> it's insane, man. isn't it? But I'll, I'll never just the memory that came. I'll never forget when, when they first came out before because I'm a huge Who fan. I've just always my whole life I've been a huge Who fan. And when they first came out, Pete goes, "This is undoubtedly going to be the worst show we've ever played." <laughs> <laughs> that voice of his, you know. Yeah. And then they went into I can't remember what, I think it was pictures of Lily or something like that. But 
very sad when this stuff happens because you're just going to a concert to have a good time. Yeah. You know, and, and something like this happens and my God. And I, I, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with the, uh, with, uh, you know, charges. Certainly lots of lawsuits, you know, up the yin yang are, are going to be, are already being filed. And I, I told you, I told you guys my, my stepdaughter's boyfriend was there. And uh, I'm going to try to get him on the air this week and kind of tell us some of his experiences because he was right there in the thick of it. And he said it was bad. He was. It was. It was. People were slammed up against each other. Right. He's a pretty tall dude, pretty muscular dude, and he was. He got. He got knocked to the floor and couldn't get back up. I told Chris he had to just grab another dude and climb up his clothes to get back on his feet. Right. Yeah. And they were so tightly packed. That this one dude wasn't moving, so it'd be like a ladder to somebody, you know, just yeah. an immovable body, you know. So, anyway, it's very sad it's stuff. The, the, I don't know, you said you didn't watch much of the video today. here and there, and, and you know, I don't blame you at all. It's yeah. very disturbing. I, 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 I checked it out. I think Saturday morning when right. I when I woke up, I heard about it, and I, I checked it out. And the video that disturbed me the most was you have two people on the ground and an, a medic is doing chest compressions on this young man while the concert's taking place 100 yards mm. or so away. Um, that's That disturbed me to no end. Because you my, see the show still going on. In my opinion, as a performer, you have the ultimate responsibility to make sure everybody, A, has a good time, B, gets out of there safely. Right. Um, and... and Unfortunately, that didn't seem to happen at all. And it went on for case. 40 minutes, did it? Yeah. Anyway, we heard audio of him trying to stop the show, but, uh, you know, or just saying, hey, cop, you know, we need to get people in and out of here. But it was in between all of that that we're also hearing as well, where he's encouraging more man or whatever. So it, it was just unfortunate all the way around. Well, I agree. And I said earlier, you know, the thing is, you know, I've, I've never played a room that big, obviously, but I mean, when you're on stage and you have that many people who are there to see you, right? you wield a great deal of, of influence and power. They're there because they love what you've done. What you've done. You so know? if you say, stop, the show's over, mm-hmm. you know, it yeah. would happen. We're going to take a little break till we can clear this yeah. up, you know, and then... Perhaps we'll come back. But um, it, it, apparently that just didn't happen. Didn't happen. And, you know, it's yeah. very sad, very sad stuff. Uh, 210-599-5555. Um, Elvis, how are you doing, man? Another exciting day. Hey, this concert tour moves to Las Vegas this weekend. My daughter's 22, and she's had tickets for about six months. And it's going to be near the same venue where the guy from the Mandalay oh, God. was uh Right. Shooting out of there. Well, it remains to be seen if that'll area. happen or not. So I'm just curious as to what safeguards are already looking at hand. It's the same performer. The same well, I mean, they, maybe they won't even do the show. I don't know. I would think they wouldn't. I, I would think won't. he would take a break. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping they won't. My daughter says she's still going, so mm. I think it's bananas. Right. But, you know, what can you do? Right. I appreciate the call, Elvis. Yeah, my uh, stepdaughter was supposed to be at that concert. But my her boyfriend had gotten this these tickets like months ago, uh, when they had first started dating, and so you know at first before this all happened, she was really disappointed because he only, he only had one ticket, right? And uh, and and we were talking about it last night. It was kind of a blessing in disguise, because you know my stepdaughter, she's tiny, yeah, and I just can't imagine her being in the in the middle of that. So maybe that was you know a, a blessing from God that uh, it, it didn't work out. So. Uh, here's Robert. Robert, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Sean? Not too bad for a Monday, man. What are you What are you thinking? Well, I was thinking uh, this morning on TikTok, I saw a guy uh, pointing out a part of a video from that concert, mm-hmm. the Travis Scott thing, and uh, he was noticing that they would look like what appeared to be like an alien, Ian or something, alien above the stage. Yeah, way up above the stage area. And he was he was saying, what is that? What is that? And it looked weird. It looked creepy, whatever I was don't walking know. up on top. Right. But then I saw a different video from, a, from, from another source uh, of the stage area. And sure enough, it looked to be multiple of whatever it was. They were walking above the stage area. I don't know. And it was really creepy. They looked like... Alien beings with long hands, weird-looking. If you can look at some videos from 
the concert, right. pay attention to way up right. above, and I'll, you see some crazy stuff. I'll take a look, man. I appreciate the call, Robert. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Yeah, I would hope that these guys take a break from performing for a little while, you know? Dude, uh, Elvis said there was another concert coming up in Vegas. And you you would hope. <laughs> of course, these days, I don't know. You would hope that they would, uh, you know, not, you know, not uh, uh, continue performing and take a break while this stuff is being investigated. And and out of respect uh, for the people that, you know, lost their lives. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh, Rudy, Rudy J from ESPN, the uh, sports star of the morning show there usually joins us at 1015, but he's got some meetings and stuff. So we'll talk to him tomorrow. You can catch that show with, uh, Rudy and Rob Thompson Monday through Friday on ESPN, uh, from seven to 10, uh, AM. It's a very cool show. We'll hook back up with Rudy, uh, tomorrow. Uh, the phone lines are open. Any, any other thoughts? 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. We may tell more fart jokes coming up. Uh, so we can kind of lighten things up a bit. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but if you have any, uh, any thoughts on Friday night and, and this concert and the, the tragedy, go ahead and give us a ring. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah, man. 20 minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Do you guys have a good weekend? Did you guys have a good weekend? Everybody have a good weekend? Chris, did you have a good weekend? What did you do, Chris? Did you do something fun? Did you eat rice? Chris is going to make some Spanish rice. Actually, a buddy of his made some Spanish rice. Did it happen? Did you have some Spanish rice? Uh, Don Morgan drove an electric car into work today. He drove his wife's electric car into work today. Right? Right. Is that weird? Being like an electric car and stuff? No. Can you make a hot pocket in the glove compartment? <laughs> no. But I would be it would be great if it, you could. I like that it takes like what like four bucks to fill it up. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. But, but what's the old meme? Like if you run out, do you have to walk to a plug stick? You know, a plugging yeah. station with a bucket to get some a bucket like a bucket of electricity here. You have a really long extension cord. <laughs> long extension cord. Right. Was that an accessory? No, it should be though. Yeah, it should be. Right. Yeah, I didn't do much this weekend. I had a we went to a dude had a cookout Saturday night. Went there and hung hung out. Yeah, I'm not interested. Like, I've got to stop listening. What? You left the house? I did leave the house. My Holy wife and I went and met some new friends. Man, you can just stay at home and watch Barnaby Jones all week. I'm getting crazy. Well, you know, I'm starting to, because I only, I'm really, i got to start listening. Because I, I listen to, there's two radio stations I listen to. Right. And one of them's not a competitor, so I don't mind throwing it out there. Okay. But I listen to KTSA, obviously. Like, I listen to Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins. You know, I listen to Riccardi. You know, I listen to Trey in the morning when I'm driving in. You know what I mean? And then I listen to this radio station. It drives my family unit nuts. But it's a local station that's, like, all preaching all the time. And it's just, like, preachers. Right. It's all, it's just, it's just radio, pre- like, local preachers. And I have it on constantly. <laughs> it's what, Chris? So is this like any time you see a movie about a serial killer and <laughs> they're showing like the inside of their house and the killer's off doing something and they usually have radio on in the background? It's usually maybe I'm a psycho killer. <laughs> no, I'm just boring. No, but I, I and because I a boring all, killer. I can always tell my wife <laughs> has driven my car first off because she has to pull the seat up all the way up near the steering wheel and like she's got Jack FM on, you know, because I just listen to my preachers. One of my favorites. I, I, I finally I, I started talking like this this weekend because one of my favorite preachers on this on this preacher radio station is a guy named Pastor Ray Brown. Have you ever heard of Pastor Ray Brown? This is how he talks. This I was talking like this all weekend, driving my wife nuts. Can I get a witness now, Chris? Uh, I'm gonna start preaching now. Oh, here comes the Holy Spirit. Oh, I'm gonna come out there to the pews and kick your ass. I'm gonna kick your ass with the Holy Spirit. You, uh, Don, I want you to witness. The, look over at Chris there and witness to him. Yeah, I get a witness. Chris, I want you to look over there. Don, and witness Don. 
Give me a witness now. Oh, I'm going to start preaching now. Oh, the Holy Spirit going to kick ass. Listen up, Kojak. I want you to witness to Chris. Chris, I don't know what kind of man you are. I don't know if God made you or if the Martians did. Because you strange, but I need a witness. Oh, I'm going to preach now. Oh, the Holy Spirit's going to kick Going to come down there and kick your Martian ass. You know, that's just how so the guy You did yeah. that all weekend. <laughs> well, the guy, see, I love, he's a great preacher. But he starts off yeah, real slow. Yeah, sounds compelling, Sean. <laughs> no, he starts off real low, For man. the love of like, God, you are not on his PR no, team, no, are no. you? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Don. I got a powerful message coming today. I got a powerful message. He starts off real low. Like today, we're going to talk about tithing. Yeah, the Holy Spirit in the Scripture wants you to tithe. Yeah, oh, I can feel the Holy Spirit hit me now. Oh, and then he just builds himself up into a frenzy. <laughs> Where he's like screaming, I want you to witness. Chris, I need you to witness right now. Oh, man. Oh, man. Church, I need you to witness. I'm going to come out there and kick your ass. You know, and he doesn't actually say that, but right. I love these guys. And then, like, you hear everybody back on, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. You know, and everybody else is going nuts. Right. And I'm driving down to Kilpa on my way to HEB, and I'm like, yeah, preacher. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to witness. I'm witnessing. You know, and it's just weird, man. Amen. You better say amen or I'll come up there and kick your ass. Right. <laughs> amen. You kicked that Martian ass. Well, I don't know what, what you is, Chris, but the Lord made you. But, man, you were weird, dude, making fart noises. Don't you think you're all funny making fart noises on the radio? You need to be. You need to be. Oh, yeah, you go making fart noises. God made fart noises. It's as natural as I am. Natural as the word is. Can I get a witness now? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm going to start preaching now. <laughs> He's great. Pastor Ray Brown. I just love this guy, man. <laughs> God, no. He's terrifying, but he's great. <laughs> How dare you make fart noises during the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit is taking me? Oh, I'm going to start preaching now. I'm going to start preaching. Baldy, give me a witness now. I need a witness. Think y'all cool with your bald head? You think you look cool? You think you look cool because you go to Gold's Gym every day and you work out? Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit can outrep you any day. Oh, I'm going to start preaching now. Oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming, church. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I just had that guy's voice what in my head. in the world? I you need to stop listening to him. Because no, you I love that nuts. show. <laughs> what you see these guys? It's a great station. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to preach now. Oh, here comes the word. You know, and then you're listening to all teaching all the time. <laughs> K-Drive. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, you're driving around in your car. That's what I listen with to, Syria, Listening to how? Well, no, I don't listen to it when Siri's in the car because she break my heart. She changes it. But then you go home and start doing that whole thing. <laughs> well, I see you change my radio station again. <laughs> oh, Siri, I stop preaching. You should. I get into my car and all of a sudden I got Jack FM on there. All of a sudden I'm listening to damn U2 songs. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, I'm gonna stop preaching. Oh, the Holy Spirit don't want you messing with my radio no more. The next I'll time, come out there and kick ass. The next time you'll go to Whataburger, you gotta do this. <laughs> Can I help you, sir? Oh, I'd like a double meat. <laughs> oh, Holy Spirit said, give me a double meat. I want onions on that meat. And I want a lemon pie. Oh, I want a lemon pie. Can I get a witness, church? Oh, man. You better hold the tomatoes. You better hold the tomatoes. I got I got digestive problems. The the tomatoes on there. I'll kick your ass. The seeds. The seeds get into my intestines. I come out there and preach and kick your ass. <laughs> and what if has it? <laughs> so, that's how I amuse myself this weekend. Jarvis, you stink. Oh, Jarvis. I mean, Jar Jar. Jarvis, you know, his name is Jarvis. I oh, you better not. I stop, I'm going to stop preaching now, church. Chris calls back to him, can't charge out one more time, I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> Think y'all cool. Think y'all cool making them Jarvis jokes. <laughs> oh, here I go. Oh, church, I must stop preaching now. <laughs> I love him. He's the best preacher. No, I, I got a couple of, because those are my favorite preachers on there. I just love him, you know. And he's he's here. I'm making fun of him, but I mean, I'm not making fun. But he just he does, man. He's an interesting dude. Is it Ray Ray Brown? Ray Brown Ray Jr. Brown, and I think he's uh, or senior. I think he's in uh, shirts or 
He's got two churches in town, and I have to go. <laughs> yeah. Because I oh, you, He's in a wealthy mood with open arms now. Oh, oh there's that radio guy. There's that radio guy there. Living in sin. Living in sin. Going his 12 step in his way to happiness. Because he's been drinking too much his whole damn life. Oh, oh, I can feel it now. I need a witness. He smells like vodka today. Oh, he's sticking up my church with his vodka smell. <laughs> Why don't you go be, make me laugh, radio man? I love a good joke, radio man. Anyway. <laughs> Spewing your poison on the radio every day. I come down there and kick your ass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I dare you to walk in there now. I am going to go there. Because uh, I went to see uh, Pastor Rander Draper is another one of my favorites out there at Converse. Yeah, uh, I love that. I'm bad impersonation of <laughs> this guy. Radio. Ray Brown, is, Ray Brown is just great, man. Yeah, it's, be, just, it's because I love him so much, you know. Yeah, he's going to go over there slap the Holy Spirit in you with that. I'm going to slap the <laughs> slap the Holy Spirit off your ass, Mr. Funny Radio Man. Oh, yeah, I go now. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness of me slapping the crap out of this talk show, talk show man? Spewing his poison about me. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Pastor. No, I love you. I, I listen to you every day, man. Okay, two one zero five nine nine fifty five. Let me tell you about Alabama water softness. You better send him a big check. I'll make. A, I'll come by and, and make drop something in the plate there. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. And uh, the lines are open. Are open 210-599-5555. I almost blew my voice out doing that, that Pastor Ray Brown, Brown imitation. So when the President of the United States of America is not farting in front of royal families in, in Scotland... Which is an international news story today. What a clod, man. Uh, we're also hearing now that it looks like he's going to be shutting down uh, another pipeline. Uh, I, don't, I, don't know what the, I don't know what the issue is with pipelines, man. <laughs> They're a clean, efficient way to move that stuff from point A to point B. And uh, this pipeline comes from, I believe, Canada, Western Canada, I think Trey said. Uh, down to Michigan. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you're feeling about the gas tank thing right now, but uh, prices are obviously very high. And they're talking about shutting down, you know, we shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Oh, man, how many? That, did that contribute to the price of gas going up? Well, hell yeah. Uh, did that cost a, a lot of jobs? Well, hell yeah. Because they were still freaking building it. And he's going to shut this one down, which is going to cause gas to go up by another 50% or fuel costs in general. Uh, and I was reading an article where one of these guys who is sort of a fuel industry advocate or what have you, it, it, it was saying that, you know, and they really, it's this idea that somehow, you know, oil and fossil fuels are bad. I went off on this last week. How do you power an industrialized nation with you know solar panels and and windmills? <coughs> yeah, sorry, I had to cough. I'm just saying, how do you power an industrial nation with solar panels and wind? I mean, we we may have another dicey winter coming our way, man. And I, I'm I'm uh, man, I, I'm having to fill up my car. Twice a week now. The one good thing, I guess, about being on lockdown is I didn't have to really drive much, right? And, of course, I don't have a big car, right? It's not a, what would you call that, a mid-sized car? It's not a small car. I wouldn't even call it a mid-sized car. It's, it's not a big car. And, damn, man, I had to fill that thing up again yesterday, and it was at $35 because it went from E to full. It was 35 bucks. I don't know how these dudes in these F-150s manage. Yeah, I'm serious, man. No, I filled up my Tundra last week. It was $75. $75? $75. For one full tank of gas. Yeah. Damn. 
But see, they want to for now. You drove your wife's electric, your Tesla today, right? It's right. electric car. Yeah. And I, I think the idea is that they're they're trying to force everybody into something like that. But you, you know, I mean, it's just they're it, that technology. Would you say that that's standard to the point to where everybody would be able to afford one right now? No, no, I don't think so at all. Right. You know, and and. Again, they're no more than a new, any other new car would be. Right. You know, but the problem is. It's got to be a new car. It's got to be a new car because they've only been around for <clears> it. <throat> and even so, the older ones, the pre-owned ones, are selling for a lot of money right now as well. <sighs> I mean, it was crazy. We bought our car. We locked in the price back in July. Right. Between then and now, uh, the price went up by about $7,000. Whoa. There are places we could go online to sell the car for anywhere from ten to thirteen thousand more than we paid for it because wow. they want them now. Right. You know, uh, and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous the amount of money people are willing to pay. If you just wait a little while longer, right? You know? Because it's until it goes more standard, right? And there are older versions you can get. Yeah. And besides that. It's difficult to find a, not difficult, but it's it's not as easy to find a place where you can go charge that car. Because you have to have one of you, those, you, right? You, you can't can, just plug it into the garage I mean, outlet. You, you can, but it's going to take you forever. Right. Unless you have a 220 outlet. Right. Um, the, the, in your garage or whatever. Then you can, or you can invest in the solar panels or what have you. But right. But, you know, there's a charging, there's a supercharging station at the HEB by our house. Oh, is there? Um, and it takes from when it was real, the battery was super low to about 90%. It was close to half an hour. Right. And it was all of seven, eight dollars in through there. So, so the fuel, it, it is cheaper to run. Right. But it's more expensive to own. Yeah, and you know, and then there are there. It's it's not for everybody because it's not as convenient as any of my the other vehicles would be. In what sense? Then the... if if I'm running low on fuel, I have to make it a point to find a place where I can go charge this car. Oh, I got you. Unless right. I plan ahead. Right. Like you know, for instance, in, in the car, if you're going to take a trip, you you type in there's this GPS built in. You type in where you're going to go, and it'll tell you where you can go to charge your car. I didn't think about right. that. You can't yeah. just hop in your car. And take off and go someplace. Yeah. You, know, I you can't have just to know where the charging stations you know, are. If you're on the highway every 10, 15 miles or so, and sometimes less, you can pull over anywhere and sure. find three or four filling stations that you could just sure. fill your tank up with gas. It's not the case with this. I assume it's going to take some time because... You know, there's a bit of a process to get these high voltage, you know, chargers that they right. have to put in at these places. You know, well, you've got I, I, eight or nine of them all. And all eventually, that- you know, it'll be standard. Eventually, it'll be yeah. many more of them. But it, it almost feels like they're trying to, by like with the pipeline stuff, they're trying to force this right into people's lives right now, and, which I know, think is wrong. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, it you is. Know, you should, you know, it to, to, to us, it was. We don't want to own all the electric vehicles. Right. The option was there, and it's basically because my wife travels so far during the course of a week, um, and now you're talking gas three, four dollars yes, a gallon. You're right. You know, and when you have to drive 130 miles a day, you know, <laughs> you yeah, know, it would make it cuts sense. into your bottom line. You yeah, know? because I, I mean, I, I got to fill up my tank twice a day driving here up and back. Right. Twice a week. Twice a week. Twice right. a week. And so 35 bucks a, a tank. You know, that's uh, again. I'm I'm paying for what you're paying for one tank yeah. of gas for your your truck. Right. So I don't know, man. I'm just I'm 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 just gonna get like a, a Fred Flintstone car with a <laughs> little Fred, Fred you know, Flintstone action going on. Like that would work for me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Have Syria drive me to work every day. I'd have to because yeah. only she could power that thing. Right. I got a condition. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Talking about gas prices. Talking about electric cars. That's what you call them. You call them electric cars. Electric. The electric. They run on electricity. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, how you doing, man? Pretty good, uh... I have a suggestion. I don't know how hard they are to get now, but uh, back when they, I guess it was in the um, 80s, I bought a little 
Volkswagen Rabbit used. It was diesel. Volkswagen Rabbit. I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah. Whoa. That thing got 60 miles to a gallon. And it would run right. highway speeds. Uh, they make some new ones. I had a problem with the EPA, and they've corrected that. But wow. I'm sure they get at least 50 miles to a gallon. Wow. No, check it out, man. I appreciate it. I, I forgot all about the Volkswagen Rabbit. Kind of a boxy-looking little thing, man. Did you ever have one of those? No. I've never owned a Volkswagen. I had a roommate that had a uh, a Rabbit, Volkswagen Rabbit, <laughs> yeah. and then he traded that in for a Jetta. <laughs> oh. Right. He kept going with Volkswagens. He was big on to the German cars, apparently. I, I tell you what, though. I uh, I had a fr- we had I worked at a web station briefly, and the station vehicle was one of those new Volkswagen Bugs. Right. And they move around pretty quick, man. Sure. They're a fun little car to drive, man. I used to. I did a morning show with a girl who had one. Yeah, they were Volkswagen bugs. Expensive as hell back then, but you know it was fun to tool around in. Oh yeah, it was not easy to get in and out of sometimes. But right, <laughs> it's true. If I wish I'd owned a Pacer though, man. If only I'd owned a Pacer. <laughs> Remember those things that are like I glass think- in the back. My uh, my ex wife's sister had one. Had a pacer. Yeah, has a little lime green pacer. <laughs> so, you know, and one of the I, ugliest cars and, ever. And speaking created. of Volkswagens, I said, you know, when you get tired of that, you can trade it in for a Volkswagen Thing. Remember, <laughs> I those? remember the Thing. Yeah, the Thing. That was an ugly car. Debbie, how you doing? Hey there. Hey, I'm doing great. Hey, you know, I was thinking about I'm listening to y'all. I agree with y'all that this truly, really isn't about electric cars because. They're not set up for this right. around the U.S. But what this is, I think this is trying to do is trying to force people into using mass transit. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, and, well, and they're they're trying to tank the economy for a number of reasons. Exactly, and I think too they're also trying to level the playing field for what they call the haves and the have Right, because they're obsessed you know? with that crap, aren't they? Exactly, exactly. So. They're feeling sorry for the people that don't save money and have to take. I don't. Well, no, I don't think they feel sorry for anyone. Uh, I just think they can fool one group of folks into supporting them over another group of folks. Exactly. And then you exactly. tank the economy, and then everybody's poor. So what's the matter then? <laughs> right. So yeah. I think that's where they're headed with this, and then the electric cars will be the the far out, you know, second step. You right. know, but. Uh, because they want everybody, you know. I mean, look at the VIA plan that they built out there off San Pedro. Oh, yeah. Nobody's using. Right. You know? Absolutely. Uh, now, the, it's crazy. The key is uh, to tank the economy, get everybody doing public uh, public transportation. Mm, it's all. Exactly. It's really about control, I think, you know, more than exactly. anything else. So. But y'all, y'all keep it up. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, sister, for that wonderful call. Jesus is going to bless you. Uh, oh, I'm starting to preach now again. That was a beautiful call, Debbie. Can I get a witness now? Everybody ought to call up like Debbie. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize what a young dude he is. I mean, he's relatively young. It is. It's Ray Brown Jr. And I love his preaching. I do. Maybe I'll show up, though. I'll kick his ass. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, by the way, the president farted in front of uh, the royal family in Scotland. I blitzed it on. I just totally forgot about going down the hall to ESPN. I paid them a little visit, Rob and, and, and Rudy J on, on the morning show there. Because they usually ask me, you know, what's going on in the news, and I only had about 30 seconds. So I ran in there, stuck my head in, and I said, uh, Sean, what's, what's going on in the outside world, the non-sports world today, Rob asked. I'm like, the president farted. And then I just left. <laughs> Both looking at me like what? What did he say? President farted. So uh, you know that's the that was the news. That's an international news story that your president farted in front of the royal family at a conference concerned with methane gas, and he decided to provide an example. You know methane like this, <laughs> and they're Scotch eggs, not Scot or Scottish eggs, right? Which is it? Scotch eggs? Boy, those Scotch eggs will do it to you every time, champ, huh? Looking good, Camellia. Let me sniff your hair. 
she's sniffing his ass and she's sniffing her hair. <laughs> Did you wash her? Oh wait, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> what a clod, man! What a freaking embarrassment, man! He couldn't shuffle out of the room for a second, you know. Had to let it go right there in front of Camellia Bowles, the Duchess of Coleslaw or, or Cream Corn or whatever, Cornhole, whatever she's the Duchess of. Cornhole. As she walks around with a pocket full of bean bags. I didn't know what case. that was. No, at my buddy's house on Saturday night there, because I was talking to him the night before. He's like, yeah, we're going to do some Cornhole. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what the hell kind of party is this, yeah, man? Yeah, well, I'm liking it so far. It sounds like an evil party. going to have an evil party doing some Cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Uh, thanks, Olan Rodriguez, our executive producer. Don Morgan. <laughs> Pastor Ray Brown for giving me half my show. Spread the love. Don't be, and my buddy, my brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.